Coming up on your favorite podcast, it's the weekly visit from my guy, Ty. We talk hockey uniforms, we talk football picks, we get into all the good stuff tonight. Uh, Get into some uh, cut, one more extend quarterback edition, and even do a little listener mailbag. So it's a nice, solid little pod for me and Ty. It goes a little long tonight. It's an hour 37, but we get into a lot of ground and it's always a lot of fun when Ty and I get together. So hope you enjoy it. Ty, me, next on the Pickapalooza on the pod. Hey, everybody, it's the Tim Anderson Podcast. I'm Tim. That's my buddy Ty over there. I can hear kids in the background. It must be a festive atmosphere in the Shrupp Mansion tonight as he is a few miles up the road in his palatial estate. Young Tyus, how are you? Doing well, Tim. Thanks uh, for having me another week on. And uh, what you're hearing is correct. It's not the television. Uh, My kids are on winter break as I'm sure you could imagine. Um, so, yeah, we probably have another 20 minutes of this maybe before they get put to bed. So um, We can deal with it. They're fine. They're, it's, <laughs> it's a festive time. It's yeah. good. How was the holiday? It was very good. Low-key. Um, but that's that's usually a good thing. It, I, I was a little bit curmudgeon a little bit, a uh, little bit upside down about the weather. It's frustrating uh, as an ice fisherman to have warm weather. And on top of that, warm weather with rain so you can't get out and enjoy it. That's That can be frustrating. Yeah, it's But nonetheless, it's always fun to see family. Well, okay. Let me back up. <laughs> it can be fun to see family. Uh, <laughs> you're so quick. Um, but good food, good times. The football was meh. It was okay. The football was meh, and I, I think somebody's actually being murdered in your house. That's what that sounds like. The kid, it, it sounds like a kid actually murdered somebody over there. Is that what happened? I, I have no you, idea. See, I'm, you can hear it better than me. Yeah, apparently. It's like a mob hit was, was being carried out in your uh, in your living room over there. I don't know. You had the big family gathering too, right? Did you host? Were you, everybody was over? We hosted Thanksgiving. We had a ton of people. That's right. Um, you did have that. We never had the fallout from that. Did that go okay? Right. Yeah, it went well. We I have a big garage that's heated, so so yeah, we right. kind of hunkered down in there and watched football. It was not bad. We did host uh, Christmas as well, but much smaller. I mean, I'm talking ten people max, twelve people. So that was easy. That's easy enough for you guys. Twelve people's nothing. You can just stack you know one quarter of the house somewhere. I'm sure just some. <laughs> you get this corridor over here. We'll take care of you ten. That'll be no problem. Good for you. Something and the kids like had, and obviously the kids had fun. Did you cook? Do you cook for Christmas? Uh, do you do that stuff? Oh yeah. Yep. Um, I wouldn't say I did all of the cooking. Sometimes Are you traditional? Do you do like turkey or do a Christmas ham or do you go out of the box a little bit? No, Thanksgiving we tend to be more traditional, but we're not traditional at all when it comes to Christmas. I think we went through a time where maybe two, three years in a row I did a prime rib, but Prime rib's a lot of work. Prime rib is a lot of work. You know, so I've kind of gone to the stuff that's good. It's it's a lot of work, but not necessarily the days before. That can be a lot to to set aside a day or two before to to prep and and get it going and all that. So we went very non-traditional, I think. We we actually did fondue for Wow. Christmas. Yeah. Interesting. 
Yeah. See, I'd always stab myself with the fondue forks. I can't do those anymore. I can't. It's a lot of work. It's, it's a good, lot of work. It's good portion control. I tell you what. It uh, is, but it's I a lot about... of work for not a lot of enjoyment, to be really yeah. honest with you. Like, it's just, it's way too much, way too much effort. To Very true. Every time I do it, I'm like, mm, I could go without this for a couple of years. And that's what we'll do. <laughs> that's what we'll do. You know, mom has gone kind of, you know, she's tried to meld a little bit of everything in recent years. Like, she will... She misses the Swedish stuff. Like, you know, her mom was Swedish, you know, directly from Sweden. So mom's really first generation here. Um, And so like a lot of the Swedish meatballs and the kind of the meat and cheese Swedish Christmas stuff she tries to keep. Uh, But then she understands that that's not everybody's cup of tea. So in recent years, she's tried to work a lasagna in at the same time for the folks who do want it. I kind of think the lasagna is a good choice for the holidays. It's first of all, total crowd pleaser. Nobody hates it. Right. Like, do you know anybody who hates lasagna? I mean, it doesn't work at all for me. So, <sighs> yeah, pro- I don't do cheese. So because of that, oh, uh, I'm all done Every- lasagna. You just can't do anything. You're- I know. It's just well, that's cheese. when we got to whip you up like a separate pasta dish. Like we maybe need to just do like a standard, you know, spaghetti and meatballs for you or something like that. Yeah. Without I the Parmesan cheese and, you know, right. all that stuff. Yeah. Sans that. Nobody needs that. But you could double that down next year. It'd be good. You'd have portions for everybody. And then you can avoid this nonsense of fondue forks. Right. I need to start putting together my menu now. Right. Yeah. I would, I would agree. Yeah, for sure. Instead of like two days before. Well, yeah, you got to start thinking about these things. I, I I think you should start talking about it now. No, I'm, I'm I'm a month ahead guy. Yeah. Usually you turn the page on Thanksgiving and you're thinking about the Christmas. What was the old Mike Tice thing? Where do you say, hey, when the Bears and the Vikings get together, it's a street fight. If you want to start getting ready for a street fight, you better start getting ready right now. <laughs> uh, someone just posted the other day on Facebook. Oh, and they Coach said, Tice, I miss him. Worst, uh, you know, first, worst coach to come to mind or whatever. And Mike Tice was the first one that came to my mind. Oh, Les Steckel was way worse than Tice. Yeah. I think we talked about this. Yeah, Tice wasn't that bad of a coach. Really I, I think wasn't. we talked about it because we were talking about how bad Hackett yeah. and who else? I don't remember. Well, Frank Reich lasted less than a year this year. I think Tice yeah. is a better coach than Frank Reich. Yeah, it's just he's just kind of a gimmick. Yeah, Tice is kind of – and that's the thing. Tice was a buffoon-looking dude. But, like, to me, Mike Tice was Dan Campbell before Dan Campbell was Dan Campbell. Yeah. You know, sort of the big, tough guy. And, you know, it's worked out. I, I think the Vikes were on their way. Love Bolt and Dante blowing out his knee killed Tice. Yeah. But uh, I actually don't think he was a bad coach. I think history maybe isn't super kind to Tice just because of everything that's around it. But I I didn't feel like we were brutally outcoached game after game or anything like that. Not like the Broncos felt. For Do you sure. remember the time that Mike Tice dressed up in full garb and and ran a full practice as a lineman no no i don't remember you don't that remember that no i don't i just remember him wearing a tie sometimes for like sunday night games like he would uh dress up like he would like wear like the full ensemble on the sidelines i was like you know that's a good looking that's a nice that's a nice move i like who that. in the nfl could get through a practice what, what nfl coach could get through a practice I, right now yeah. antonio pierce right he'd be the only guy no, there's got to be other ones. The league looks like they're just full of a bunch of nerds and pussies right now. Yeah. Like, I feel like, you know, it's it's Tomlin and... Uh, looks like he could spin it a little bit. 
Yeah, KOC could probably be like the practice squad QB if need be. Yeah, you, you could probably rip a couple in there from you know yeah. without any there, pressure. There are a lot of cute little guys like like uh, you know you got Coach Spicoli who doesn't strike fear into you at all. I mean, Lafleur is a little guy. Lafleur is a little guy. These are in good shape. Sala probably could get through a practice. Yeah, Sala. You know, Sala could probably do it. Uh, but yeah, McDermott looks too small. Like you'd run him right over. Yeah, it's a little Harbaugh's a little tooth. older now. A little long in the tooth. You know, you yeah. probably push him over. Belichick's Perfect. a thousand. You know, he could knock him right over. Andy Reid looks like my dad. Um, so I, I think I, you know, and I can kick my dad's ass and Andy Reid looks just like my dad. So I think I can kick Andy Reid's ass by comparison. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm just, I'm just being honest. This could be an yeah. interesting podcast, right? This could be a good one. Right. I asked hey, the question, so I guess. Hey, I, hey I speaking of this, I do have to ask you this cause I was out, I was out with Nick. Nick's an avid hockey guy, as you know. Yeah. Um, and we're talking about the, the wilds jerseys tonight. I'm assuming you're watching the game against the, the red wings. Yes. Um, they're wearing the North Stars looking jerseys tonight. Yeah. Uh, I like them. Like, I like those jerseys a lot. I'd like to see them wear that all the time. He says no because brings up too many painful memories of the old team. Why can't we just be us? And I'm like, because our jerseys look like Christmas and I don't like that. So where are you on the wild North Star jerseys versus the traditional wild jerseys? Yeah, I think you got to separate the two issues. I'm with Nick. I have shared this opinion a lot with a lot of people. I'm not sure if you're one of those people, but just because you don't like our jerseys means we need to steal another franchise's colors and tradition. The North Stars are a franchise that moved, and they are still a franchise. That's the issue I have with that. Hmm. If the Hmm. Stars want to wear a North Stars throwback, they have every right to do that. I wasn't happy that the North Stars left. I wish they never would have. It was a bitter situation that soured a lot of people on professional hockey in this area. You like two when that happened? I mean, you were just a pup, right? I mean, you couldn't have been. I was probably six or seven. What? No, you're not that. You're you're a pup to me, aren't you? Aren't you just a little baby? I am a little baby, but (laughs) I was, I mean, I was old enough to remember watching North Stars games. Okay, all right. I remember the hurt that they left and the newness of the wild um, I remember the stadium going up. I remember the naming process. Yep. I remember all of that. Yes. Okay. Um, I just think that that history is with a different franchise. And mm-hmm. here we're waxing nostalgic on something that's not ours, even though it, it, it is ours as fans, but it's not the wild. Okay. Yeah, I can listen to that. I can. But they the uni, are. They the, are beautiful. They're beautiful. Doesn't the uni look like Christmas though? The current unis just. I don't like them. I don't like the colors. It's too pine green. It's too much red. I just. It's like I kept telling them, like, why isn't our logo for? Or why isn't our mascot Santa and Rudolph? Well, they they haven't worn the red jerseys in a long time. Have you yeah, seen the God, the green jerseys? You like the green jerseys? The green jerseys just look like pine trees. Yeah. Like we yeah. just look like when we when we bring six on the ice, we look like a forest. <laughs> I mean, don't we? It just it's like, oh, look at that pine green forest over there. Yeah, it's like it's like six Christmas trees just got on the yeah. ice. To me, that's that's red and green are the wild. So I'm able to disassociate the two things. Um, but yeah, they're definitely Christmas colors. Can I, we do a different green? Can we just do a different green? Like, can we do a lighter green? Or I mean, the whatever? wild. You, you, 
they're an expansion team, but they have 23 years of history. I mean, that's, that's not true. nothing. No, it's not nothing. You're right. That's fair. So I, I'd hate to, you know, I'm not a big fan of rebranding, changing things wholesale. That's small fair. tweaks. I like small tweaks. That's um, I think fair. That was, that was uh, Bill Guerin's word for talking about the wild. We just need a few tweaks. The coaching change seems like it's made some difference. Yeah, it has. Um, but the the team seems to be a, overperforming what they really are, and I think that's I think so the, they're it's somewhere in between how they were playing previous to the firing and how they've been playing since, and we've seen flashes of that. So you're getting the coaching sense. change bump right now. Is yep. what you're basically saying, and, and it's and it's a pretty nice one, right? Sometimes it doesn't last that long. Yeah, Everson did um, the same thing, right? When he took over yep. for Boudreaux, it was like a kick in the ass. Everybody really liked Dean, and it just seemed to work, right? It worked with Boudreaux, too. Boudreaux's first year, we were supposed to be the worst team in the NHL. I mean, just terrible. And 25 games into the season, we were in first place in the Western Conference. And then I think we finished probably second to last that year. But there's a, there's a little bit of excitement. There's not a lot of tape. It's it's a collection of things, and it, it does matter in, in all sports. And hockey is is uh, you know is is not null and void of that. So, what is your favorite hockey logo? This well, is another conversation Nick and I had prior to, and I said I would bring it to you, the hockey guy. Yeah, I mean the Whalers certainly. Well, the whale is number one. Yeah, the, I, I I you know although I did concede Nick's number one is probably the best one, but I think the whale is. So good, it's not even close. Yeah, another one I like. Just the whale's probably two for me, or one it, A. It's 1A. pretty intricate. It's traditional. Um, it's not just a a block B, um, or something like that. Is I really like the Chicago Blackhawks. That was his logo. number one. You okay. just got his number one right there. Yeah. His number one and my number one A right there. Those are the two. Yeah, it's the so Blackhawks I, and the whale. Yeah, I'm never going to be a guy who says, "Oh, I love the uh, the simplicity of the of the Cleveland Browns jersey." Like, you got to have something, right? You got to have a logo. You got to have something that tells people that that it's the Browns. You got to have a little bit of effort there. Um, yeah, I, I thought the the older uniform jerseys in the NHL from the 80s, 90s were just way more like interesting. I mean, yeah, some of like the Red Wings jerseys, classic, are, looks are great. pretty sweet. Yeah. Those are sweet in. The Penguins jerseys are sweet. Those things look awesome. I love those. Um, and, you know, the old Quebec Nordiques. Yep. I love those. All right. I don't know. Like the Maple Leafs is great. Those are, those are great jerseys. The worst ones. Where, where do you think the worst one is right now in the NHL? Um, That's a good. I haven't really thought a whole lot about that. Um, this I thought about we should do like a logo draft. Of like all sports, <laughs> yeah. Like we should have like a six-way pod. Get everybody on and just draft the the top ten each. Like a draft of what's the best logo. See, when I'm, I'm just googling NHL logos, and I'll be able to pick one out pretty quickly because it's not it's not going to be personal. It's just going to be there are certain types of logos I like and certain types of like the Blue Jackets doesn't do anything for me. Like I think yeah, that's not a very good. It's a very nondescript, not very interesting. The Arizona Coyotes. Again, nothing to it. It's kind of weak sauce. I'm yeah. sort of out on that one too. Yeah, Columbus doesn't do a whole lot for me. It's a star. Um, Blue Jackets, I, 
what does that have to do with Columbus? What does it have to do with hockey? What does the logo have to do with the blue jacket? Um, I'm, I, I'm, I'm out on that one. A very traditional one. My favorite team growing up was the Toronto Maple Leafs. The Leaf is iconic to me. Montreal Canadiens, that's always going to be iconic, but there's not a whole lot to it. Yeah, the Bruins um, one is pretty simplistic, even though it's very famous. Like I, The Bruins one doesn't do a ton for me, but it's fine. Like I like the fact that it's traditional, so it doesn't need to change. So it's fine. I like the yeah. fact that they've stayed the course with their jerseys and they haven't tried to. It's one thing I like about Boston and New York in general. Don't yeah. you feel like yeah. Boston doesn't change anything? Yeah. Like the Red Sox jerseys have been the Red Sox jerseys for years. They won't even change their stadium. No, they won't. And like the Boston Celtics. Now, I the NBA constantly does all the jersey stuff, but like the Celtics logo hasn't changed. Like it is the same. I like it. Right. And the Bruins, too, they just don't change anything. Um, I, I like that. There's something about that that I, I really enjoy. I found the worst logo. What is that? I'm not sure it's close. It is the Washington Capitals. It's literally just script that says Washington Capitals and three is, little stars. Didn't they go them. back to the old one? Yeah. Isn't that the old Washington Capitals that, that's new again? Because yeah, they've switched jerseys like four times in the yeah, last couple years. Trying to figure out if they had a different logo in the meantime. I mean, everything I'm clicking on shows them just with yeah. the just literally says Washington Capitals. What about like the 1990s New York Islanders jerseys? Have you looked up those? Like the late 90s Islanders. I mean, like I, the, the color certainly. Uh, you know, I can I can come up with that pretty quick. A logo. I don't know if you've ever seen this one. Have you ever seen the Rangers logo that just has the Statue of Liberty? I'm yeah, I remember that, that one. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I had the Gretzky jersey of that in high school. Yeah, I'm not a fan of that. Not a fan of that one. No, I'm not a fan of that one. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, I don't hate that one, but you're right. It's not really New York Rangers. It doesn't really say like the Rangers Shield is the best one. Like, that's if a good you, one. It is good, but uh, so I'm looking at the the original six logos right here, all yeah. in a group, and. Yeah. The Canadians is iconic. That's yep. Me. The Habs. Yeah. The Boston is simple. Maple Leafs is great. Red Wings is great. Chicago's the best. The Rangers might be the worst of those six. Might be the worst of the six, but it's still pretty. You know, there's something yeah. there that I like. Yeah. I like the shield. I kind of like the look of it. It's yeah. nice. It's certainly not terrible. Yep. Um, there's just hockey has great stuff by and large. I, I just, you know, writ large, their jerseys are the best ones. Glad you're coming around. Well, I've always thought the sweaters were the best ones. They have the best playoffs. I've never denied those things. Oh, well, I appreciate that. I appreciate you're welcome. That. Yeah, I'm appreciate here for the you. love. Yeah, I'm glad that you appreciate it. You know, the worst one, though, is the Calgary Flames. Okay. Like, I just think, yeah. it's, it's just, it's, it's okay. It's fine. Yeah, I, I agree. Mean, it's fine. Yeah, it's just a sea with a flame coming off. Yeah, of it. it's, it's fine. Most. I don't know what the hell Vancouver's is. Like, so Vancouver, I don't know if I like Vancouver's. To be honest, I don't know if I dig that one either. One that I that I'm looking at right now that is I like the kind old of Winnipeg Jets to the new Winnipeg Jets. I like old yeah. Jets. That one's yep. better. The one I'm looking at right now that might be a little underrated, not because of the originality, but it's got some cool colors. Um, hmm. Is the Panthers? It's just a panther. It's a very scary looking panther. Yeah. But if you look up close, it's kind of cool. I've never looked up close. You know, an underrated one, even though there's no, because there's no real tradition to it, but it's underrated is the Ottawa Senators. Like I've kind of liked the Senators. I don't know why. I just have always kind of dug the jersey. 
It's kind of a, it's got a nice yeah. look to it. It's something yeah. about it I like. It, they yeah. should be better like, with a with a with a logo like that. They should be a better team. Like I, there's there's a regalness to the jersey. The team is not regal at all. You're gonna hate this take, but I found the worst logo. Okay. It has tradition, so it's not it's not like a, a, an expansion team. The New Jersey Devils. See, I like the Devils. I, that's I, like that I knew you. I knew you would because there's tradition there. You know what the worst one is? I got the worst one. It's not even close. It's the Anaheim Ducks. It's horseshit. Yeah, I'm scanning right now. Not the old Mighty Ducks one. Yeah, that one's Ducks, not bad. I love that. That Mighty Ducks one is sweet. Yeah, the, the yeah, Anaheim it's Ducks. It's too new age. Yeah, yeah, it I sucks. That. that one's bullshit. Go back to yeah. the other ones. I'd rather they wear the green Ducks jerseys from the original movie than wear those. Can I can I throw out three NHL teams? I want I want to hear the first player who comes to mind, and I'm going to tell you Ooh, if it's I love close. this game too. We need to do this more often. I love this fire. I'm going to tell you just because we're talking. It's you know. Did you not hear Zach last night say he could not name a hundred NHL players? No, I have not listened, but I promise I will listen tomorrow at the gym. Okay, um, but that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> he couldn't name a hundred because just so you know, a little context. Ryan was wearing a Jonathan Taves Blackhawks jersey last night during the pod. And I pinpointed it right away. It's a Jonathan Taves jersey. He's like, I don't even know who that is. Like Ryan was like baffled, could not, or Zach couldn't talk about it. Didn't know. So who was wearing the jersey? Ryan was wearing the jersey. Zach couldn't figure it out what the hell was going on. So Zach was like, I couldn't name you a hundred NHL players. Can you tell me who Jonathan Taves plays for now? Um, He doesn't play for the Blackhawks now? Nope. He's first year in a new destination. Damn it. I don't know that then. Nashville? No. Damn. Damn it. All right. What do you got? Hit me with this. I I like this little game. This will be great. All right. So this isn't just can you name someone because I know you'll be able to. Yes. That's First player that comes to mind. Yep. And I'll tell you if it's correct or incorrect as who you should be thinking about. (laughs) I like this. All right. Very good. New Jersey Devils. Yeah. Martin Brodeur. Oh, yeah. You might have got me there. Might have, yeah. Martin Brodeur was first one to come out right there. Patrick Eliash, if you would have given me more time, you know, stuff like that. Yes. I was going to say Scott Stevens. Scott Stevens is good. I like that one. Yeah, Scott yeah. Stevens. That's not bad. But this yeah, Martin Brodeur. You got This one, there's nobody else you should be naming. Okay. Hurricanes. Joe Sack? No, not Joe Sack. No. Nope. Uh, no, Carolina was... Uh, Rob Brindamore. Yep, that's correct. That's the one? He's their coach, too. Yeah. Oh, is he the coach? I didn't yeah. know. That. Yeah, see, there you go. I was just trying to go through, like, the whale and got to go when that changed. That's still heartbreaking to me that the Hurricanes are the freaking whale. I mean, <laughs> or the whale of the Hurricanes. It's garbage. Right. It's garbage, I tell you. Anyway. All right, this one's easy. San Jose Sharks. Uh, I have it. What's his name? Uh, Not Tamu Solani. Yeah. Is Tamu it Tamu Solani? Because yep. didn't Solani play for the Ducks? Solani played for, well, yeah, and he also played for St. Louis, but, yeah, I don't know. I might have but, that but is that the right answer, in your opinion, yeah. Tamu Solani? All right, yeah. very good. I'm glad I got that right. One more. Okay. 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 Yep. Montreal Canadiens. Patrick Waugh. Yeah, I'm younger. I, I mean, than is you. he more famous? Yeah, because he's more of an avalanche guy to you, yeah. isn't he? Yeah, 
I think of Avalanche. I was going to say Rocket Richard. That's too old for me. <laughs> I, I I can't go back that. I mean, I understand. I, I get it, but I, I can't go back that far. I didn't give you a timeline. No, here. that's true. You didn't. You, that's true. You, you didn't make me go, you know, all the way back to, you know, but I, I get what, what like I say, Jacques, Jacques Plante. Uh, you know, like, I, I can't, you know, to me, it's Wah. Wah's the guy I remember. Yeah, fair. So no, you it, did well. You did see, well. Zach, Zach will tell you he could remember more goalies, like out of his, how many he could name, he could name goalies. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of the same way. I could name you a goalie yeah. from a lot of teams back in my youth, right? So Wah was the Canadians goalie, but then you've got weird, like Jim Carrey was the Washington Capitals goalie. And that's his nickname, The Mask. <laughs> a brilliant nickname. Uh, same thing with like, uh, John Van Bre- Beesbrook, one of my favorite goalies ever. The Beezer. The Beezer. For the Florida Panthers, John Van Beesbrook. There is a lot of uh, men's league hockey players who uh, are nicknamed the Beezer. Yeah, there you go. Now you know. It's all John Van Beesbrook. Yeah, uh, so Mussolini me... did spend a lot more time in a Ducks jersey. So, so there's got to be a better Sharks name that we're not thinking of. Yeah, I mean, in recent memory, a lot of... Because he was with Korea with the Ducks. Like, it was him and Paul Korea. They were the team. Yeah. For when Anaheim. Yeah. I fucked that one up. I feel so embarrassed. Yeah, you're... It's a, what, a, what a joke. I know. What a joke. I'm so sorry. That's all right. I'll forgive you. Thank you. You're welcome. Hey, can we give you some breaking football news today? Yeah. And get your thoughts on it? Yeah, I think I know what you're going to say. Yeah. yeah, I was going to play Broncos country, let's ride, but I quickly deleted <laughs> that. Russell Wilson benched today, benched in favor of Jared Stidham. I think most of this is financial, right? They, he has a roster yep. bonus that he has to be able to pass a physical. And, you know, he's if he doesn't pass a physical, he's on the hook for $37 million more. And clearly they want to shed. But even Zach says, like, next year, if, if he's not on the team, it's an $85 million dead cap hit to have Wilson on the con- – to not have him on the team. But they might pay it just to get yeah. rid of him. I, I Your thoughts re- on all of this? I saw a report an hour after I saw he was benched that they were – now take this for what it's worth because it's December, but that they were going to flat out cut him in the offseason. Um, I think we kind of saw that play out on the sideline. And like an iceberg, you're only getting a small percentage of what's really happening behind closed doors. And I think we know just from that small amount that Sean Payton does not like Russell Wilson. Um, How often do you see a veteran quarterback get absolutely chewed out on the sidelines by his veteran coach? Not very often. That's That is a complete and utter undermine and just something you just don't see. And I think that told us everything we needed to know, that he does not respect Russell Wilson. He doesn't think Russell Wilson is worth a damn. And he doesn't want Russell Wilson as his quarterback. Fortunate for him, he's not tied to Russell Wilson, right? They brought him in after the fact. I hope he didn't sell his ability to turn Russell Wilson around in his interview. I doubt that he did. And clearly, which they should be, this franchise is choosing Sean Payton over Russell Wilson. And even though they had a nice little run, the offense was putrid. Something had to give here. Um, so it's not surprising. Um, I, I, it, It's surprising to me that they're benching him this week. It's not surprising that they're looking for another option. Going See, forward. it's Russ. I don't think Russ has been the, I don't think Russ has been great this year, but he's been way better than he was last year. And, and I think he's been decent you know, but it's something about 
clearly you're right. This is a this is a business decision. Number one, they're looking around and going, "Man, our playoff chances are slim and none, and Slim's leaving town." And you know what's the point here? We can't let him get hurt at the end of the season. I think he'd still start if they were feeling like they were going to make the playoffs. But I think they're looking around, reading the tea leaves, and saying like, "We're not going to make it." Um, so why are we continuing to throw him out there? I do think though that the coach just clearly doesn't, they don't, they don't jibe, right? They don't get along. Uh, there's something about Russell that rubs him the wrong way. And, you know, clearly he knew what he was getting when he took the job. Now they paid him a lot of money, but it's like, you knew that Russell Wilson was there and you knew he was getting paid a lot of money and you knew he had an albatross of a contract and you still took the job. So I, part of me feels like if I was the ownership, I'd be like, yeah, guess what? He's here because we're not taking that cap hit. Like, we're just not going to do it. So you need to figure this out, you know? And if that means he's the backup next year, then that means he's the backup, but we're not cutting him because we're not taking an $85 million cap hit uh, to keep him. So draft a guy, do whatever you want, but he's here. And if I was the owner, I'd have that conversation. But again, I understand it too. The Walton, the Walton family, David Penner, he doesn't care. You know, he's got more money than... Moses, you know, God, he's, he's got more money than anybody. He can, he's probably the richest owner in the league without question. He really? probably is because he's a Walmart guy. Okay. So like yeah. he's part of the Walton family. So like that Walmart, think about it. You're part of the Walmart dynasty. Like that's your family. You're loaded, pal. Like you, he, he's got a lot of money, so it is not bad. He's in good shape. So I, it's not about money. He'll cut a check to anybody, but it's the dead cap hit that I think is the the thing that would I would be concerned with if I was a Broncos fan. I was shocked to find out that this big contract that he signed, kind of coinc, kind of like a sign and trade, coinciding with the with the trade. Mm-hmm. He's not played a day under that contract. Hasn't even kicked in yet. That's right. Yeah. So that's I, why I think it just hurts so much next year. Like it's a lot of money to eat. Well, it's interesting because. Russ was terrible last year. That's yep. there's no ifs, ands, or buts about that. But the thing you always heard was, well, they're stuck with them. They're stuck with them. There's no getting out from that. So it'll be interesting. Well, Eighty-five million dollars dead cap if you cut him. They're going I don't to know have how to, you can do that. They're I don't, going to have to cut people just to cut him. Correct. They will have to have a lot of guys making league minimum or less, you know, or league minimum, basically rookie contracts. Basically you need every draft pick to play and you need to sign a bunch of practice squad dudes. That's why it's like, he's guaranteed 37 million. Part of me would just eat the 37 million and keep him on the damn roster. Like, cause at least I got a backup and then draft a rookie or trade for some, do something. I don't want to get too much into it, but what picks did they trade for him? It was a first, but was that, this well, it was a lot of players. It was a lot of players too, right? It was Locke. It was Noah Font. Oh, yeah. It was, you know, it was a lot of guys. Beyond There's a lot just of guys play. that have, have uh, um, pitched in a whole lot for that team, but neither has yeah. Ross. You could argue. I don't, yeah. I'm trying to figure out who's won the trade. I don't really know. I'd have to look up those specifics here, but um, it just feels like, well, you, there's no coming back from it though, right? Like you can't. You can't go back to him next year, I don't think, right? Like, I don't I don't know how that happens. No. I don't think so. So, what was your favorite Russell Wilson moment? 
Um, <laughs> none of them. Or the one where I found out he was being benched and cut. That was my so, favorite. Yeah, here's the awesome. final trade details. We can decide who wins. Here we go. Um, so Wilson and a fourth-round pick to Denver for Drew Locke, Noah Font, Shelby Harris, two first-round picks, two second-round picks, and a sixth-round pick. So I'm assuming they're losing their first this year, right? Yeah. So then the question looms, who's going to play quarterback for them next year? Maybe it doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, well, because of the cap situation, See, this is the problem, though, with all the guys who have played this year. Now you add Jared Stidham to the list of guys who have played uh, this year and you're starting to look around going like, all right, if it's not Russell Wilson, who's it going to be? Like, it's not like there's a growing list out there. What are you going to pay Kirk? How are you going to pay Kirk with eighty five million dollars in dead cap space? Right. How are you going to do yeah. that? Yeah. The more I watched that. San Francisco game. I know that's been rumored for a long time. The more I thought, oh, man, I don't know if Brock Purdy's the guy, but that's that's its own podcast. That's <laughs> there is some truth to that. Uh, we have to keep an eye on all of these picks uh, as we go. Um, we'll we'll obviously keep you updated on anything Denver related as it comes forward. We um, it's going to be the story of the off season again. I, I, I think we're definitely going to have to keep our eye on it. Denver does have a pick this year, and it's, so maybe they gave up the two picks already. Maybe it was two years ago, and then last year's pick was the second. Because Denver right now is slated to pick 14th, which is not anywhere near where the good quarterbacks are going to go. Right. So it's the 14th pick. That's uh, it's not looking good. Not 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 not. You're not going to get a lot there. I don't no. think. So keep your eye on that. How do you feel about the Bears right now having two picks in the top eight? Uh, As a fan of a team in the NFC North, I don't feel real good about it. Um, But, you know, like the Bears do, they they tend to screw them up. So uh, I don't see how they miss another opportunity to go quarterback. I think if... If Caleb Williams is there and he says he'll come to the Bears, you you have to take him. Yep. Don't you have to? Yep. Yeah. I, I kind of agree. I kind of agree. Speaking of quarterbacks, Ty... I think it's time we play a game. I think we play our game from last week that we extend this week called Cut One More or Extend Quarterback Edition. Sounds fun. Doesn't that sound like a good time? It does. Oh, gosh, I know. I'm so excited. First of all, before I do that, I want to feast your attentions back to the archive here on the podcast if you have a chance to listen. And again, our listenership has been terrific this month. It's really been a fun month. Um, Again, when less than half your listenership comes from the state you do your podcast in and you don't know anybody in other states, it's nice to see that, right? Um, we've had great listenership from New York, great listenership from Florida, from Texas, from Colorado, um, from Germany, uh, from all the states in the area. We, you know, we, I think we're hitting like in 27 of the 50 states right now as far as like actually getting hits. So uh, it's cool. Like it's really cool to see people listening to the show and being really supportive of the Festivus pod to tie. They're always good to you, Tyus. Um, they're good to peak cinema right now. Our peak cinema numbers, the Warriors podcast is the most listened to peak cinema we've ever done, uh, which is great. And so far the response has been really positive to Allison being on the podcast, which I really want to thank people for tuning in and listening to her. She's terrific. She's super smart. She's fun. She's taller than most of the people that we bring on the show. So she brings, not you me. know, like an aura. Yeah. Not you. Like she might be, she's six one. She's the only person Like you might be the only person she's not taller than, <laughs> Um, but she's, she, she loves football. She loves movies. 
And so she fits right in with our little, our podcast family here. So we're hopeful that people get a chance to hear her and appreciate her. So I want to say thank you for that. All right, here we go. Uh, cut one more extend quarterback edition. Let's start with, well, we kind of know the Russell Wilson situation. So we'll right. leave that one out. I had that on the top of my list, but since we kind of got that today, yeah. we'll throw that out for now. Let's start with in Chicago because they have a decision to make legitimately. Justin Fields. Yeah, Justin Fields has looked better as of late. He really has. Again, I say better. I don't think he's looked great. He did this last year, too. They weren't winning games, but he was looking better, and he was rushing for a billion yards a game. But because of the circumstance and the fact that they had right the number one pick last year that they ended up trading away, which ended up being a, a good trade, I don't think you cannot go quarterback again because – if we see a lot of the same things from Justin Fields next year, he's inconsistent. The team's not winning games, whether Eberflus is there or not. I think that that calls serious questions into Ryan Pohl's office. And I just don't think you can um, afford to not go quarterback here. So based off of that, I think it's, it's a cut or trade situation. Yeah, it's one of those things where if the coach comes back, you have to assume the quarterback stays, right? Like if Ryan Poles has decides and the ownership decides like, hey, we're going to stay the course one more year here because we're tired of firing coaches after two years. Like we're going to stay the co the course one more year with Eberflus, one more year with Poles. Don't you feel like they sort of have to stay with the quarterback then? Like I get that vibe. Uh, that you kind of got to stay with Fields and maybe trade out of the first round pick, or, or or trade and trade down again and get a bunch more. I don't know what what the decision is, but I guess there's a little part of me that would lean one more. Um, if I had to choose between those three, I agree. If you could trade him, go ahead and trade and get some value. But I kind of like the idea of staying the course one more year because he does look better and he does give you a skill set that works in today's NFL right? Like the ability right. to run and scramble and the ability to keep plays alive with your legs. And you just, it's very tough to game plan for. Yeah. And you just start to think, boy, if it clicks and he gets an offensive line, like DJ Moore has had a good year with him. Uh, it's things are getting Cole Komet having a better year. Like and there's things a chance are that Marvin around. Harrison jr. Could be catching balls in Chicago. That's so, just it. If you have out. the number one pick in the draft and you elect to keep it, you could take Marvin Harrison Jr. with the number one pick, I would think, right? And then you have Moore and Harrison Jr. with Fields. It's hard to argue. Uh, with that. You, you probably trade back at that point. If Marvin Harrison Jr. is your target, I think you probably get him in that three, four, five, six range. Hmm. I don't think you need to, to spend the first pick on him. I think there's too many quarterbacks in this draft that you might be right about that. Someone will pay to move up. I think you're right. So then I, I could see value there. So I guess I'm in the one more camp on Justin Fields, but I hear what you're saying too. Um, next one. Kyler Murray. Cut one more extend. Now I get it. He extended a couple of years ago, right in front of the call of duty. Cause the big contract was there, but you know how these contracts were. And they ripped that one up and gave him a fresh one without. Yeah. They get, had class. to give him, it's like, ah, minus the film, minus the call of duty stuff. Minus yeah. I'm I'm firmly in the cut camp here. 
Um, you don't think he's a legitimate start? You you wouldn't take him with as a starter in this league. Um, he's clearly one of the I, 15, is he one of the fifteen best guys in this league? He's in that range um, when he's at his best, and he's not always at his best. That's the problem. What Kyler Murray is doing right now, we've seen a million times. The first few games of the year, he comes out and plays well. Okay, Then I don't know if he gets disinterested. I don't know if his body's not holding up. I don't know if teams start to become akin to a keen to a keen A keen is good. Him. I like that, yeah. Um, he falls off a cliff. He also gets injured, right? Yeah. We've, we've seen that happen uh, many times with him. What I'm seeing right now is not enough to make me think he's a different player. It's not enough to make me think he is an elite player. Again, it depends what my circumstances are. If I'm, I don't know, if I'm Cleveland, would I take him as an upgrade to Deshaun Watson or what else, whatever else I have? Sure, I would. I would. Um, but I'm not taking him if I think I have um, Super Bowl aspirations. I just don't think what he does is sustainable. I just haven't seen – I haven't seen him string together one full season of good football, and he's been in the NFL for a little bit of time now. Yeah, we're up to what is this, year four? I've seen enough of Kyler Murray. Um, he's jittery. I get that, but he's a little guy. He has an arm, but it's difficult to to sling the ball in the NFL as a little guy. It just is. And yeah, I'm I'm firmly in the cut camp. I have a feeling you're going to disagree with me, though. I'm in the one more camp, uh, just because you're so forgiving. Well, the problem here is there's just not a lot of dudes. Like there's just not a lot of guys that can do stuff and. Like, I think he does, you know, he is frisky. Like, he gives you things. Like, he gives you levels of of intrigue as a quarterback. I, I, I just kind of, like, I, I want to hang on to that. I want to milk that for as long as I can until I know for sure it's dry, right? Until there's nothing left in the udder. You know what I mean? So much for that term. There's there's some <laughs> for you. But I, I'm milking the Holstein until it's dry, right? And I get it. Like, the comeback here is like, well, he's his resume isn't as good as his reputation. And I think you can say that like Kyler's reputation is probably more inflated than his actual resume is. Cause it's like the Cam Newton effect. You know, there are people on TV in the last two weeks that have said Cam Newton's a top 25 all time. I'm like, based on what? Like he had one, he had went to the Super Bowl one year, he had five winning seasons in 12. Like, what are we talking about here? Like, it's not even close. Yeah. And Kyler might be one of those guys, right? Where Kyler, I think now this is what year four, year five. And he's had like one winning season. So, yeah, like the reputation might be exceeding the resume at this point. But that being said, you know, if the Cardinals have got bigger problems than the quarterback, I would keep the quarterback at least one more year and then see what they're at. Right. The problem with that, though, is the quarterback is not the coach's guy. Okay. It's true. And that's in itself nothing. But – you wait too long and you wait too many cycles with the pick they're going to have this year, which is going to be a very, very, very good pick. All of a sudden, the coach is tied to the quarterback. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure there's enough there that the coach is going to want to be tied to this quarterback. 
I could be yeah. wrong. Maybe the coach doesn't even have that pull. As of right now, Arizona has the two pick in there. Okay. The second pick, which is not nothing. That's Drake yeah. May. Drake that, May. You know, that could be anything. Yeah. That's that's not too shabby. Bo Nix if they want him. Yeah, Bo Nix is 37 years old. He's played in college a thousand years. Why would you, you know, nobody's more seasoned than Bo Nix at this point. Yeah, I don't really care about that. Um, I kind of do. I, I don't want you in college longer than four years or five years. If you're in college six, seven years, I got no time. I don't want that guy. That's not a guy I want. It worked for Brandon Whedon. Yeah, it worked great. because yeah, he looks like you. <laughs> it's because you that. and him are the same person. I forgot about that. And it didn't work for Brandon Whedon. I know, I know. Yeah, just because, again, you two look alike because I'm convinced. Now, in fairness, have we ever seen Brandon Whedon and you in the same place at the same time? No. Can we say without absolute certainty that you're not Brandon Whedon? No, you cannot. Okay, there we go. That's all I'm saying. There it is. There it is. Um, So we'll go with that. Next one. I'm, you know, and... Some of these guys got benched in the last few days too, so it kind of makes this even more interesting. Like Sam Howell got benched today for Jacoby Brissett. Yeah. Um, and again, it might be similar things. Like maybe you don't want to pay him or you want to protect the asset. I understand that. If that because that's not necessarily the death nail in Sam Howell. Totally. Um, I, I totally agree. Yeah. Different situation um, there. Different situation a little bit. Let me throw this one at you though. Daniel Jones. Because they they gave him a contract. So the extend is out, right? But right. do you think, but when you look at him, can you eat that contract and go forward? Yeah, I don't know the contract situation. I mean, I know about the extension, but I don't know. I mean, I thought that, that you know, cutting um, We've Russell learned that, Wilson hey, you, wasn't You can cut option, Carson so. Wentz after he signed a huge deal, and you yeah. can cut all these guys. Apparently, you anybody he has a anybody. Rob Brzezinski. You can just, like, get around everything. You know, there's there's nothing concrete in NFL contracts we're coming to find out. But the dead money is not nothing. Um, man, I must not have gotten what I wanted for Christmas because I'm cutting a lot of guys. But uh, You're cutting Daniel Jones. No, I'm going to go one more. You're going to bring not. him back, let him have a healthy season, get a yep. draft. Maybe they can get the receiver figured out. Yep. The the one I, I, I'm not sure on the coach. On Dave. Quarterback, I'm giving one more season. Um, I think that what happened this year was not his fault. He looked terrible. He did look really, really, really bad. But the team looked really bad alongside of him. And they've looked mostly bad since. Yeah, I mean, the DeVito stuff's a little inflated. And sure enough, guess who's benched this week? Tommy DeVito in <laughs> right. favor of Tyrod Taylor. So right. your Tommy Too Cutlet odd. story is uh, coming to an end. Did you hear the story before the game? They're like, they asked him, you know, just picture, you know, you're a young kid opening his Christmas presents. He gets a Tommy DeVito jersey and he's super excited. Man, four hours later, the guy gets benched. I feel bad for that kid. Well, he can, and it's kind of that same kid who bought the Josh Dobbs jersey. That was probably me. Like, I bought a Josh Dobbs. I did not buy a Josh My Dobbs jersey. My father in law bought an authentic Josh Dobbs jersey. That's a tough scene. That it's a tough one. Because, you know, because again, it's the lack of intimacy, I think. And men, they're struggling. So they latch onto whatever they can. It's whatever makes them feel right. You know, it's just that's what it is right now. I'm sure Tommy DeVito made some people feel right. You know, there it is. Yeah, I'm going um, one more on Daniel Jones. One more on Daniel Jones. I'll side with you there. I'll go one more on Daniel Jones too. I'm there as well. Um, 
I, yeah, I don't even want to ask this one because we don't have a choice. Deshaun Watson's coming back for Cleveland next year, right? Even if Joe Flacco made a miracle run to the Super Bowl, Deshaun Watson would be the quarterback next year. Yeah, and I'm, I'll just play the game like the contract situation's not nothing. Um, yeah. And I'll go one more there. I want I to see so what, if, you know, he was starting to come around for a very brief window, like two games before he got hurt. That's true. So I just want to see, you know, he was out football for a long, long time. By all accounts, a terrible person, but yeah, might not still a guy be I want a to hang out football with. player. Yeah, not a guy I want to hang out with. Uh, feels like a bad dude. Like if he calls you over and says, hey, I got a great idea. We're going to go out and get a massage. Uh, we're going to go hang out. I'm going to be like, yeah, I'm going to take a pass on that. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Let's just play pickleball instead. Anyway, uh, last one. Kenny Pickett. I hate Kenny Pickett. <laughs> I think he's the, f- and and we, and I can say this without joking. This is not tongue in cheek because we've seen like 96 quarterbacks play this year. He's the 44th best quarterback in the NFL. He's not very good. He's not very like, good. We've seen flashes. Like there are flashes. There's just not nearly enough of them. Yeah. To me, it's a little bit of a noodle arm. Not, not That's evasive enough. I'm going, I'm getting rid of the guy. I I don't need to see any more Kenny Pickett. I'm in a cut stage with Kenny Pickett as well. Cause Mason Rudolph already looked better. Yeah. And he's only, I mean, he's only been there eight years. So you got to think he's figured it out by now, but. Um, finally over his concussion. Yeah. Well, finally. Yeah. After Miles Garrett took the helmet to his head. Yeah. Maybe he's <laughs> a little better now. Like maybe it actually works out, but yeah, I'm a cut on, I, we, it's okay to say it, you know, like, look, all right, we're two years here. The kid's not as good as we thought. Sorry. It's just not, you know, and we can blame the OC. We could do that. That's fine. But I, at some point, the quarterback's got to have some blame here too. And we just, I, to me, I haven't seen enough. Um, so I'm in the cut mode there too. Um, I don't want him as a start. I mean, he can back up if you want to keep him and try to do the Zach Wilson thing. But I just think we've seen, we've seen all we need to see on Kenny Pickett. Yeah. Same with Desmond Ritter. Like I don't need to go, I don't need another year. Nope. I'm good on Desmond Ritter. I think I've seen enough. Latch on as a backup and see if you can't make your way back. But totally. I've I've seen enough. I'm good there too. Um, is it me or does it look like every time Nick Mullins throws a pass, he's throwing it into a 47 mile an hour wind? Yeah, sore subject. Um, did I you have a tough time with this Sunday night? Did you did you struggle with this? Yeah. Um, we haven't talked much. You were pretty radio silent after that. Uh, we couldn't get a lot of feedback from you. Yeah. So the thing I've come to realize that's that's given me a, just an ounce of solace has been I need to not be frustrated about this. Nobody thought that Nick Mullins was coming to Minnesota a year ago to be our starting quarterback. Nobody, there, you know, he was a serviceable backup. I didn't know he wasn't very smart, but uh, that's a separate story. Nobody expected Josh Dobbs to be the savior. It was a cute run. Um, we probably don't have a whole lot in Jaron Hall. The season is not ending on these close losses. The season was over when Kirk tore his Achilles. And I need to keep that in mind. If I want to be upset, I can be upset about that. I don't need to be upset about Nick Mullins almost beating a good team. Um, not that, you know, 
that he deserves credit for that because when you throw four interceptions, you deserve all the blame in the world. But he's backup quarterback. You know, this is very mature of you, Tyus. I know. I'm, I'm very impressed with the way you're handling this. Like you're well, doing a great job here. Well, I appreciate that, and it's true. Um, why? When Kirk went down, did anyone say, "Well, we we could still win the division"? As we were like three or four games back at the time, and no, nobody no. thought that. So <laughs> it's it is what it is. Whatever. You ready for some listener mailbag before we do picks? Sure. By the way, you get the host picks tonight because I, I came in kind of hot. So you're hosting the pick segment. This will yeah. be fun. It's good. Um, I get to drive the bus. We're going to be rapid fire. Oh, I can't wait. I'll be ready for you. Uh, listener mailbag here, Ty. This is from Doug. Doug in Minnesota asks this question. Wondering if you will comment regarding U.S. Bank Stadium security costs. Sounds like they want to go to the taxpayers for this. Just wondering how Minnesotans will, will benefit from these improvements. It's another example of like, okay, they paid, they, they got the big stadium, they're charging out the ass and now they need more money for security and fencing and all this other stuff. Your thoughts on taxpayers paying for stadium upgrades. Yeah. I appreciate the question. I appreciate the listenership, Doug in Minnesota. I do not know Doug personally. Um, I'm not going to act like I'm a big expert on this issue, but I'll take it from, from a pretty um, general standpoint and just say, you know, I would maybe side with where other franchises are at, where other cities sit with this. Is this the norm? Are we the, the pioneers on this? And then I'll also say, you know, I wouldn't exactly say that the Vikings have been taking Minnesotan taxpayers for all they're worth. They've done a pretty good job. Um, they have paid back the loan, right? They yeah. did pay back what was put yeah. out in fairness to them. They paid yeah. it back. Yes, paid they it back did. early. So I'm not in a position where I'm like already upset with the Wilfs and feeling like, you know, they're taking advantage of me. So I'm willing to hear them out on, on an issue such as this. Again, don't know a whole lot about the issue specifically. I think it's about um, how they're going to secure the perimeter of the stadium so that they can do more things on like the kind of like what the twins did with the plaza. Yeah. Uh, you know, when they were at the Metrodome and they had that Metrodome plaza where they were doing all kinds of stuff outside the stadium before games, because obviously there was no tailgating. And I'm sure that that's their plan for U.S. Bank is to do stuff outside the stadium to kind of simulate that experience a little bit. You'd have to think. I also would have to hear the other side of the story. I'm not saying that Doug is this type, but a lot of times people, when they hear something, they read a headline, they just immediately go to, Oh, this is a big deal. And we're getting screwed. For all I know, we could have been paying for something over here and they're sliding it over here. Uh, you know, it, it could be no more expense for us that, that, that part, I don't know. It's a, to be, maybe a, to be continued thing, but you, I generally fall into the camp of, if we've paid for the stadium, it's on you after that. Like, that's kind of where I'm at. Like, when the, you know, if, if, for example, when they renovated Target Center and they decided to start growing grass on the roof, which I don't understand. Um, we, we got grass in the goddamn roof at Target Center. Um, I, 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 I was in the camp of Glenn Taylor needs to pay for that. You know, he's made a lot of money off that arena. That arena was paid for by taxpayers and it's made you very rich because now you sold that franchise to Alex Rodriguez for 
you know, way more than you bought it for. So the least you can do is kick in the hundred million for the upgrades. The challenge you're going to run into there too is now after that is built, after those renovation dollars were put in, A-Rod and the ownership group is going to come to the stadium and say, Target Center is 30 some odd years old. It's outdated. We're going to want a new arena. And then what are you going to do? And I don't know where I'm at on that anymore. Like I used to be just a build it, build it, build it guy. Yeah. I, I think because of how expensive these things are now and because of how much crap they have to put into these stadiums to build them. I don't know if I am just a build it, build it, build it guy anymore. You know, not when things are as pricey as they are, you know, and not when things are as expensive as they are. I I don't think you can be a build it, build it, build it guy somewhere along the line. You know, owners have to take care of fans too. Like you're asking, these are the customers like targets, not asking me to build them a new target. Like, so figure this out. So I don't know the answer to those questions. Um, 62 million for the perimeter. I know it's like, start talking about real money eventually after a couple million here, a couple million there. Eventually you start talking about, you know, real cash, but 62 million in the grand scheme of what we're looking at with this stadium already doesn't feel like a lot. You know, it's obviously a lot, but yeah, it just depends. Like, yeah, somebody, you're right. I need to read more about like, okay, what is your plan? What does that look like? What does that entail? What do we get out of that? How does that benefit the the game watching experience? Does that allow you to do more things around the building year round? What does that do? Like, just clue me in and then we can talk about it. Like any expense. I don't want to say no, just sight unseen. Right. But there is a conversation that needs to be had here about like, okay, why do you want it? Why do we need it? What's the reason for it? I'm with you there. But thanks for the email, Doug. That was great. Appreciate that. Listener mailbag. If you want to send an email to us, you can. Timpodcast at yahoo.com or you can go facebook.com slash timpodcast. Um, and you can send us one there. Uh, drop us a line at any time. We'd be happy to read anything on the air. Thank you. Tyus, should we get to some picks? Let's do it. All right. You, sir, are running the show tonight. So take it from there. Hey, looking forward to it. Week 17. We get, I, I believe, one more Thursday night game. This is the last one we have to suffer through. Mm. We got the Jets traveling to Cleveland. Cleveland is a seven and a half point favorite. Who do you got, Tim? Yeah, I'm going to take the Jets to cover uh, just because I, I think the Browns win the game. I think Joe Flacco has done some great things here, but the Jets play defense and sure. it'll be a slobber knocker, ugly little Thursday night game. Wouldn't be surprised if this goes 17 14, something like that. So I'll say the Jets cover, Browns win. Yeah, the Jets got blown out, I believe, by Miami. By the way, and I kicked then... your ass last week in this, by the way. <sighs> he totally kicked your ass. Beat you by like five five different. All the picks that we separated on, I beat you. How dare you? you. How Every dare single you? one. How dare you? Yeah. Go ahead. Keep and then they, then they blew someone out this last week, did they not? The Browns, yeah. The Browns have been kicking people's asses. No. I'm oh, saying the Jets? the Jets. The Jets got blown out against Miami and then blew somebody out. Last yeah, week. they were blowing out the Commanders and then they had to hold on oh, for a game-winning right. field okay. goal. Yeah. Yep, that's cr- that. You're right. Against was it Kobe Brissett? Yeah, they put Brissett in and just like that they started moving the ball. Yeah, back to back weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with the Browns here. I think that seven and a half is not too much. It's in Cleveland. This defense will will do enough. It'll be kind of a slog fest, but. Uh, yeah, I think the Browns will score 25 points, 20, 25, 25, 10 kind of game. 
So you got the Browns covering. Yep. Like that. All right. So now we're getting to Saturday. We only get one Saturday game. I, I love know, Saturday nonsense. football. Nonsense. What are we doing? Where's the, why don't, don't you know. get us three games? Yeah, well, it might have to do with bowls. Would be is it the guess. college football playoff on Saturday or is it on Sunday? It's got to be on Saturday. It must be Saturday. Right? Yeah, must be Saturday. Saturday. It's got to be. They wouldn't touch Sunday. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. That'd be silly. Um, it's a good one though. We have your Detroit Lions. Your Detroit Lions. Mm-hmm. Dan Campbell's fighting Dan Campbell kneecap biting Lions traveling to Jerry World to take on the Cowboys. Cowboys are six point favorites. Does that surprise you a little bit? Um. Yes and no. Uh, yes, in the sense that. You know, they've come off a couple of losses, but at home, they're a different team. They're just a better team at home than they are on the road on the fast turf and indoors. The weather conditions are suitable and maybe the moral victory in in Miami last week. I don't know. And Detroit just clinched last week. So maybe there's a letdown, although there there better not be because I have Jared Goff in the championship game in my fantasy league and he better perform (laughs) is all I have to say. Jesse cannot win four titles in a row. If he wins the fourth title, can I leave town? I'll leave. He was seven and seven in the regular season. If he wins again, I'm leaving town. Like you can run the league. You run the league. You run the podcast. Everything's yours from now on. I leave it all to you. I leave it all to you. I'll be in a shack somewhere. Uh, Anyway, um, I I got Detroit covering the six. Uh, I think they. I think this is going to be a good game. I feel like Dallas needs this game, but I think Detroit does too. Detroit senses that they can still get the one seed. I think they're going to play hard here. I expect an up and down game, and I don't expect them to lose by more than six. I think this is going to be inside six. It's going to be a close game. Give me Detroit. Yeah, I'm going to go against you here. Uh, Detroit is either going to be playing loose, young, wild, and free, or there's going to be a little bit of a come down from the relief of finally doing it. You know, mm. it it's been well publicized. Dan Campbell's speech in the locker room. If I had to see it one more time. <laughs> um, I think I might throw up, um, but the defense just is not very good with no, Detroit. That's what right. concerns me in the playoffs. I look you're at their potential right. matchups, all of them, even the Rams, and I'm concerned about the Lions. Um, certainly concerned about the Lions against a, an opponent like the Cowboys, who, just like the Lions, are fighting for that number one seed. A little bit of outside looking in, I do believe. Yeah. Um, but I'm going with the Cowboys minus six. Okay. Uh, so we're, now we're already separated on two here. Yeah. Okay. And it might continue. We'll see. Uh, there's, right. <laughs> there's more good games. It's, uh, there's some good ones. Uh, the, right. the season's starting to shape up. So now we're moving to Sunday. And there's no Monday night game, right? So this is pretty heavy Sunday afternoon. Like the Sunday yep. one o'clock is loaded, right? Or the noon games on Sunday are loaded. Yep. And it, uh, I'm starting off with the big one. I'm going with, your Finns, your Dolphins, going to Baltimore to see if they can take this show on the road. Minus 3.5. Ravens are three and a half point favorites. Finally, some respect put on uh, the Harbaugh crew. In yeah, Baltimore. and I'm going to I'm gonna stay with that too because I think they win in cover. Uh, I like, uh, I mean, they were impressive. If you weren't impressed by what they did on Monday night, I don't know what more they can do. Right. Like they looked... They looked the part. They looked like the yeah. best team in the league. So I'm going to stay with them. Yeah, they're very hard to pick against right here. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I'm, I'm going Ravens. It's until one of those until further notice, until they show me um, that there's any reason to doubt them. Uh, or I'm going with Baltimore. So um, 
Moving along nicely, uh, we have the Patriots at the Bills. Uh, Bills are 12-point favorites in this one, so big spread. It was an odd win for the Patriots last week. I mean, as I was watching that game against the Broncos, it was like they got no business winning this game. And yet there they were, in the cold, on the road, on Christmas Eve, like playing good football, like and battling. 12 points is a lot, and I think there might be, if the Ravens are the best team, I feel like the Bills have been the hottest the last four weeks, right? So, and they're blowing the doors off everybody they play, except the Chargers. They had a, they had a fight with the Chargers on the road, but I think they learned from that. I actually think they beat New England by more than 12 and win this game. So okay. I will take Buffalo. Yeah, I'm going to go Patriots. Um, Bailey Zappi looks okay. He looks okay. What looks do you think? okay. Not a starter. Not a guy who I want to hitch my wagon to. Yeah. But but he's. I think he's a serviceable backup quarterback who yeah. could who should be that somewhere next year. Yeah, I think that that there's a chance that Bill Belichick could give Josh Allen fits here. So I'm I'm going to go with the Patriots to cover. All right, I like that. All right, so now next we are. Have we agreed to- on anything yet? Um, yes. Ravens, Dolphins. Okay. We did agree on Ravens. Okay. Yep. Jesus Christ. I was like, what's going on here between you and I? <laughs> it's hard. They're coin flips, right? Yeah, they really They're are. always coin flips. Absolutely. So Falcons at Bears. Bears are three point favorites. I can't Jeez. imagine the Bears have been favorites a whole lot this year. Uh, but the, with the Falcons coming to town that, uh, I'll go first here. I, I'm going Bears. Yeah. I, I want nothing to do with anything that the Falcons are going to put at quarterback. Yeah, they got Taylor Heineke. Yeah, hard pass on that. Bears defense is good enough. I think I think they have enough to play for. I don't think the Bears are tanking. I think Justin Fields has to play for his job. I think that Matt Eberflus has to coach for his job. I agree. I'm going three's nothing. I'm going Bears. Yeah, and I think Arthur Smith is playing for his job too here. Like they have to have this game. And that was a big win last week against the Colts. Like, that was a big one for them. I think they can ride that wave. I'm going to pick the Falcons to win and cover because I still think they think they can get in the playoffs here. And clearly, Arthur Smith is coaching for his job. And I I think a, a, a missed playoff experience with a bad Desmond Ritter, I think, gets you fired. So I think they're going to roll with this, and I think they're going to win this game. I think the Bears have no problems giving them a good fight and losing. I, I think the Falcons need it more than the Bears do. Yeah. So I'll take the Falcons. All right. We have the Tennessee Tennessee Titans at your Texans. Texans mm. are three and a half point favorites. I'm going to assume that CJ Stroud is going to be the quarterback for the Texans this week. If he doesn't, you'd have to be a little bit concerned, right? Right. Like, Certainly. Doesn't the it, red flags kind of go up at that point if he doesn't you play? a little bit of Tua vibes and Tua pretty much... Last season, last half of last season was a throwaway for him. Yeah. Um, Three weeks in a row on a concussion tells you that that was probably a really serious, like that concussion might be more than we think it is. Yeah, I think CJ Stroud's probably going to play looking at the line. Um, If he doesn't, I would hate my pick, but um, I'm going to go with the Texans at home. I think they're going to be playing desperate. The Titans are fine. I don't know who's playing at quarterback there. If it's going to be Levis or Tannehill, doesn't I think really it's going matter to, be to me. I feel like it's um, going to be Tannehill. Yeah, I'm you're right. Go with, I'm going to go with the Texans. Yeah, if it's Stroud, I think I have to go Texans. Right? If if it now if it's Case Keenum, you know, then I think it's up in the air a little bit more. But let's just say, for the sake of argument, it is Stroud. I'll take Houston with you. 
because if it is Stroud, I just think they're the better team. But credit, Tennessee's been very plucky uh, the last few weeks. I feel like they've played everybody well Well, the last three, four weeks. Yeah, I agree. So, yeah, give me – I'll still take Houston with you, though. All right. We have uh, more playoff implications in our next matchup. We have the Raiders Mm. traveling to your Ryan's Indianapolis Colts. The Colts are three-point favorites. I'll defer to you on this one. You know, it's interesting that the Raiders won that game last week on on Christmas Day, considering that O'Connell didn't complete a pass after the first quarter. Like, no completions, and they still won the game. They got it done with two scoop and score, or like a scoop and score and a pick six, and they were able to hold off the, uh, the Chiefs. Now, one thing I'll say about the Raiders is they play defense. I mean, they lost to Minnesota 3-0. But they held the Chiefs down offensively. Chiefs didn't do anything. So they can play D. And the Colts, that was disappointing last week, wasn't it? Like, that was really disappointing to see them get beat like that. Um, This is tight. I, I think this is, is going to be a tough one. I'm going to take the Colts because I don't think the Raiders are that good. Uh, and the Colts need it. And the Colts need to put all their chips to the middle of the table and win this game. So I'll take the Colts, but I think the Raiders have played well. Do you think there's any situation where Gardner Minshew has a chance to compete for the job with Anthony Richardson next year? No, no chance. Okay. No, no chance at all. I think they're way okay with um I think they're way good with Richardson. I think they're invested. They want to see that go. And Gardner Minshew is doing what Gardner Minshew does. He's a good, he's like a I'm trying to think of what his comp is, you know, just a guy who is like good, not great, but like in a pinch could get it done for you. Like can help you for six, seven, eight games. Reminds me of like, like Matt Castle reminds me of, you know, there there was a quarterback back in the day. Steve Bono would always come in and he could, he could, he could rattle off six, seven. Um, You know, Rich Gannon had that archetype for a long time. And then he late in his career became a really good starter. But, like, for a long time, he was just, like, the good backup that could start games. Um, I think that's Gardner Minshew. Like, I think he's just a good quarterback, not a guy you want to build your team around. But in a pinch, can he help you? Yes, he certainly can. If you're the Jets uh, – sorry, I'm losing my voice here. If you're the what Jets – I don't know. <laughs> it's getting late. you got to go and trade for a guy like Gardner Minshew in the offseason, right? Well, yeah, yeah, for sure you do. Or Jacoby Brissett or yeah. something, yeah. Yeah, you don't. You, you just can't roll the dice again um, with with uh, a subpar quarterback. And, well, room. The one thing you can't do for sure is listen to Aaron Rodgers on the uh, roster stuff because yeah. everything he said to go out and do was a failure this year. Every Did you hear him say that, that Josh Allen's not out of the MVP race this year? You know, I don't – I kind of don't think he is either, though. Think about this. If they make the playoffs – so far through this stage in the season, he's responsible for 85% of the team's scores. Like throwing or running. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's a crazy number. I like Josh Allen. There's just too much up and down. And we've seen and plenty of that this year. I know, but is there a great, is there a player having a great year that you feel like you could give it to them hands down? No, it changes every week, right? It, it was, it was Brock Purdy. Yeah. It was now it's, it's Lamar. It's, it's Lamar. Been, Tyreek, it's been Tua, it's been all of these guys. Um, it's a bit of a roller coaster, but so I'm 
distracting from the point at hand. We're talking about Raiders Colts. I'm going to go with the team in this situation who has who's at home with playoff implications. I know it didn't work for Kansas City last week against the Raiders, but I'm going to go with the Colts. So we agree there. Yep. Okay, very good. All right. Uh, a not-so-plucky squad, the Panthers, although they came back on, on Zach's... Uh, did you... Did you hear about the um, who's the corner for the Packers? Yeah, I was going to talk to you about that when we got to the um, to the Packer game. Jair Alexander. Jair Alexander. It's a funny story. It's fantastic. <laughs> We're going to rehash that when we get to the actual uh, Packers game. I think let's let's make sure we keep that one for that. All right. So Panthers at Jaguars. Jaguars are seven point favorites. I don't feel good about the Jaguars right now. I don't now. think the Jags are going to beat them by seven. I think right. the Jags are going to win the game because they need it desperately and they're in a bad way. Um, but And the Panthers are the elixir that cures what ails. Um, I will say this. If they lose this game to Carolina, I mean, all bets are off at this point. But I think Jacksonville will win this game. They will get back on track, secure the division, and quickly get bounced in the first round of the playoffs. So I, I'll take, I will take Jacksonville to win this game. I seven points. All right, I'm gonna take them to win and cover. Yeah, same. I was just gonna say I agree with everything you said except for the fact that they're not gonna cover. I think the Jags will will win by two scores pretty easily. So that's not saying they're a great team. No, it's not. I would not pick them in a playoff game against anybody. So all right. All right. Moving along, like we have the we support each other there. Yep, we have the Los Angeles Rams against the New York Giants. Did you anticipate ever this year that the Rams would be the most fun team to watch over the last month of the of the season? Like no, they're a I, fun team to watch. Better chance they'd be the least fun team to watch. They hit a home run in the draft. When you get two players to contribute to the way that they have. Yeah. Like Puka Nakua and Kyron Williams are home runs. Well, Kyron was two years ago, right? Well, yeah, but they had all that dead cap money. Like it was just a lot of dead money. And everybody's like, well, they're not going to be very competitive. You need to hit the draft if you're going to be competitive with all the dead money. You have to hit the draft. And their credit, they've hit the draft. Yep. Totally agree. No, I I did not see that coming. I thought that Stafford was... And Stafford's been gutty as hell. Yeah. Like he's standing in there and getting it done for them. Yeah. He's like, people forget he can sling it. He always, you know, he was kind of overlooked a little bit in Detroit because of the lack of team success, but he was always a guy I, as a Vikings fan, I hated for the Vikings to play against because he could always sling the ball. He could beat you. He was great with two minute drives. Um, If you're a wide receiver, a young wide receiver, I'm not sure there's a better quarterback you could have. Hmm. He's not going to steal the limelight. He's not going to run all over the place. He's going to throw you the ball. Yeah. He's going to get it to you on time. I really like, like, we talked about this on the Monday pod, or the Tuesday pod this week, but, you know, Stafford's Hall of Fame candidacy. And, you know, Ryan says it's a slam dunk. Like, he's a slam dunk Hall of Famer right now. And I'm starting to think that that's true especially this season is like proving a lot to me. Like, okay, he's battled back from injury. He could have retired. He chose not to. And he's kind of willing this team to the playoffs. 
it's pretty gutty stuff. And McVay's coaching his ass off. Yeah. I'd have to think so, about that, about him as a Hall of Famer. I, really? Yeah. Yeah, Ryan was like, no discussion. He's a Hall of Famer. The guy we had an interesting discussion on was Joe Flacco. Because Flacco has a Super Bowl. Yeah. And what if he makes a deep run with the Browns? Yeah. It's a conversation. Off the street. That that would be something. So what's the line on this again? Um, the Rams are six-point favorites on the road in New York. Yeah, they're going to win this game. Win it and cover it. Yeah, that, that line doesn't seem Although like Although Tyrod Taylor, I think they're a more... I, see, I know people love the Tommy Cutlets and loved all that stuff. Tyrod Taylor's a better quarterback. He's just better than that guy is. And it'll be personal for Tyrod. Yeah, I think he's going to want to... I think Tyrod Taylor wants to win this game, and he's going to play his ass off. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't think it's a cinch, but I do think the Rams are going to win this game. Yeah. I'm with you. So give right. me that. So we have the fighting Kyler Murray's your favorite quarterback in the NFL. I've come to I believe find I said, yep. I said that those exact words. I said those exact <laughs> words. You're on to me. <laughs> hey, I'm just taking your part from the <laughs> review pod where you like to put words in. Uh, How dare it now? Ryan's now, well, Ryan, <laughs> I think Ryan needs to apologize to the Lions fans. That's what I think. Ryan's not apologizing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we have I Kyler Murray anything wrong there. All right. traveling to Philadelphia to take on the Eagles. The Eagles are 10 and a half point favorites. The Cardinals have been playing. They're frisky. They yeah, are they're frisky. frisky. Uh, they lose games. They're, they're tanking the proper way. Like they're frisky, they're battling, and then they're losing. They're the Bears last year. Yeah, they're like a, they're a good, re- you see, again, I'm going to drop a pro wrestling thing on you. They're a good jobber. Like they're a good, like what they're doing is, it's like enhance. They call it enhancement talent back in the day. Like it reminds me of Tito Santana. Like uh, Tito would have to. He'd wrestle all the guys. He'd put them over. Like he'd wrestle them hard. He'd give them a great match and then lose at the end. Like that's that's kind of what the, the the Cardinals are right now. They're you Tito to, Santana. You need to bring back a. It doesn't have to be the Tito Santana award, but you got to bring yeah. back an award for the review pod. Yeah, the jobber, the jobber of the week, you know, something. Yeah, yeah the T- we had the Tito Santana because yeah. that was the perfect definition of the Tito Santana. <laughs> right. Like, just the T- the guys who knew how to job. Like, they gave you a good match and then lost and then properly put the guy over. Um, the Eagles need this game. Like, they got a, they, they won by eight over the Giants. But even then, did it look impressive to you no. on Christmas Day? It didn't. They need an impressive win. And they, what better, you know, they need a, they need a, they need a double digit 14 point win over the Cardinals at home. Got to do it. So I'm going to say they're going to do it. I'll take Philly. They got to do it. It's got to happen. Yeah. I'm going to say there's going to be more of the same here. Uh, I definitely think they win the game. I don't think the Cardinals are interested in winning the game, Um, but I'm going to take the Cardinals to cover. So uh, Eagles by six. Wow. So moving along, we have six more matchups to get to. So, um, by the way, I talked to Allison about this today on the pod. Uh, would a, uh, would a Philadelphia Buffalo Super Bowl just be the most insufferable in the history of sports? <laughs> because of the fan bases, because of the fan bases, like we'd have to listen. I mean, I, I mean, I understand we're thousands of miles away, but the whole country would stink with their farts for years. Like they would just be sitting there uh, just blustering the entire yeah. time for two straight weeks. It'd be blustering. <laughs> I wouldn't care. Cause it'd be a hell of a football game. 
with two pretty tough quarterbacks. So uh, I'd be all right with that. Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go then. I'd be all right with that. So uh, we got this uh, divisional game. We got the Saints at the Bucks. Big game too. Playoff, is, ma- you know, playoff yeah. uh, bursts to be had. I think if uh, yeah, if the Bucks knock out the if the Bucks win, I mean they can kiss the Saints goodbye. They're done, finished. Yeah. The Bucks are three point favorites. It's at Tampa. At Tampa. Hmm. See, the Saints are weird. Like they're just they're just shitty enough where you don't have any faith in them. And yet, you sort of don't really want to have faith in Tampa either, although Tampa's played better recently. Like, Tampa's actually looked good. Yep, Baker's looked okay. Yeah, they've looked good the last few weeks. Uh, I'm going to say Tampa. I'll say Tampa wins and covers. I think Tampa has looked good. Yeah, same. They've kind of found some things there. You should have stopped your statement about the Saints halfway through. They stink. Um, the Buccaneers are okay. And if Baker's going to play decently, they're a good team. You know, that kind of, that team kind of starts and, and stops with, with Baker. So, uh, Bucks are going to win and cover the three. No problem. So next we have your San Francisco 49ers at after, after an ass kicking need a recovery, the Ron Rivera commanders, the best stadium in football. At FedEx Field. FedEx Field. You might not be able to get a shower. Yeah, shower might not work. There's no guarantee the bathroom's flush. But there will be football to be had. The 49ers and the turf are going to be... The turf is shit. The, tur- the, the grass is terrible there. Traveling across the country on the slow surface, 13 yep. and a half point dogs. And Jacoby Brissett's going to start. Has anybody seen if Ron Revere is still alive? Like on the sidelines, like is he still like breathing, or is it like weekended Bernies right now? Or are they just kind of propping him up? <laughs> is there a less inspiring coach in the NFL right now? Uh, not much. I mean, uh, certainly in that conversation, thirteen and a half feels like a lot, though. Yeah, it does. It does feel like a lot for a road game cross country after you've been embarrassed on Monday Night Football and. Purdy, you know, this is a big one for Purdy, though. He needs the good confidence bounce back game. I'll say Washington covers. I'll say they lose, but they lose by 10. Yeah, I'm going Niners here. I think there's points to be had against this commander's defense. I don't think they can stop anything. And I think that the Niners are going to need a get right game. Mm. I think they win by, I'm going to say 21. 21. Wow. Yeah. Holy Jesus. Yeah. Okay. Right. <laughs> That's a big ass whooping. You're, you're, hey, you know yeah. what? I'll take it because I have Debo and Kittle on my fantasy team and I need it. Yeah. Once again, we can't have Jesse win. That, that's, that's not a thing. It, he's I got looked, to lose. I looked at the matchup today and no offense, Jesse. I hope you're not listening. I don't know how you're in the championship. Tim, your team is much better, and I just put the curse on you, so I apologize for that. Well, you know, I just, it's got to, I need all the good vibes this week. Jesse, I'm, I love Jesse, but listen, we cannot have it. We cannot have you winning this again. No, 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 no. The belt's got to come home to daddy. I need it. It's got to be mine, and that's that. I have to have it. I'm sorry. Um, 
you know, there's a good chance that your invite into the league next year gets lost in the mail. Uh, something could happen if something. you win. I, I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm not it's saying that. Say. I don't like to threaten these things, but uh, there's a chance. We'll see. All right. So uh, Kenny Pickett's not going to play. It's going to be rope Mason surgery Rudolph. Has not, uh, has not taken yet. So we have Mason Rudolph traveling almost across country to Seattle to play the Seahawks and Geno Smith. Three and a half point favorites are the Seahawks. Who do you got? The Pittsburgh winning over Cincinnati last week was bizarre, bizarre, shocking to a certain extent, right? I mean, like blown away by that. I mean, I said last week they were cooked, finished, and they go and they just pants the Bengals. I mean, they, they beat the crap out of them. Yet the Seattle Seahawks seem to have be they they they're not winning pretty, but they are winning. You know they beat Philadelphia two weeks ago. They win on the road last week. Uh, there's something to be said for what Seattle's doing right now too. You got to credit what they're doing. They're gutty as hell. Um, I'm taking Seattle. I think Seattle needs the game. Seattle's playing decent football, good football, and they're starting to get a little healthier. Starting to, and DK Metcalf starting to take games over again. Yeah, he's he's a uh, um, he's, he's that catch he, that touchdown catch he made was incredible over the weekend. Not Great always catch. volume with DK. He can disappear at times. I'm not sure why that is. If uh, he has a difficult time overcoming double teams or what. Or if he gets bored, but he might man. not be a great route runner, but he's just an athlete. He is just a freak, just a freak. So yeah, Seahawks for all the reasons you said Seahawks. We agree there. Okay. All right. So, uh, the very much up and down Bengals with Jake Browning at the helm. Mm-hmm. Should have never traveling. cut me. You should have never, never cut, cut me. Should have never done it. Um, you'll be saying that when he's Super Bowl MVP traveling to Arrowhead to take on the Chiefs. Chiefs are minus seven back-to-back home games for the Chiefs, back-to-back opponents they expected to beat. And uh, what what will they do with this one? I think the Chiefs will win this one because something's got to give, right? Uh, first of all, I want to go to Taylor Swift. Like, Taylor, listen to me. Don't console Brittany Mahomes like, like her, like her father just died at the end of a game like this. I mean, you two, you're better than that. Like you're one of the biggest star. You're the biggest star in the world. Do not console Brittany Mahomes. Like, don't even associate yourself. It, it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing it to is. you. It's not worth your brand. Stop it. Um, the Chiefs look like the Chiefs look like a like a team that has just had an ass full of each other and just need to get away for a while. You know, they're like the couple at the restaurant that you're looking at from a distance and you're like, I don't think they like each other much. Like that couple, they're fighting. They're they're on their phones. Yeah, they're on their phones. They're not, you know, they're kind of not. Like like one one offered some tater tots to the other and the other side wasn't even having it. Like, no, you keep your damn tater tots. I don't want any of them. You know what? Do you know what I mean? It yeah. kind of gets that vibe. Like you get the vibe that they're just like they like each other. They're ha- they're they're fine. They're like a married couple that's not getting divorced, but like they're not doing well. Like it's not a happy situation right now. They're just not seeing it clearly. They need a couple days apart. Like that's the Chiefs to me. The Chiefs are they need a few days apart. They need to get away from each other for a while. 
But that being said, I think they win this game because they need it. And I don't think the Bengals, I mean, I don't know what their, their status is with Chase. Like, is he going to play? Um, you know, Browning, did he come back to earth now? Uh, did, you know, whatever. Did it turn in, did the carriage turn into a pumpkin for them? I, I don't know the answer, but I think the Chiefs will win this game uh, and cover the seven and a half. Yeah. I think Zach Taylor's a good coach. I, I, I really do, do. I think he's done a hell of a job just keeping him afloat. We're finding out that if you can take Travis Kelsey out of the game, the, Chief, the Chiefs have nobody to throw to, and they don't have that much of a run game when Pacheco's out. That yeah. hurts them a lot. I don't well, think I mean, Pacheco's going to play this week. You had to know that they were screwed when Pacheco's helmet came off twice in the same drive, and he hit the ground. He got kneed in the head, so you're like, oh, there's a concussion. And then he goes over to the bench. Did you see this? So he goes over to the like the the table that is set up. And as he plops himself on the table, the table collapses and he falls to the ground. And I'm like, well, that's great. That's perfect. That's just, that is ideal. You should go look that up. Cause it's just, you can't make it up. Like only the chiefs right now, like nothing is going right. It was like they were sabotaged or something. Like, like we'll come to find out there was some devious guy at work doing all these terrible things to the chiefs that it was, it just ruined everything. Yeah, I think the trouble's going to continue. Um, I don't think the Chiefs win uh, super convincingly, but I think they edge out an eight-point win in the end. So I'm going to tell I'm really on the line here, but I'm going to take the (laughs) Chiefs to cover. It's tough. It's hard to bet on the Chiefs after what you saw last week. It it really is hard. Yeah. But you got to think they're going to bounce back because they're a good team. They're not a great team. Right. But they're a good team. That's well stated. So good teams are going to find a way here a little bit. This is not some horseshit four-win team here we're talking about. It's a team that's going to win 10, 11 games and host a first-round playoff game. It's not bad. Not they got to figure this out, though. All right. We have the Chargers traveling to play Jared Stidham. Mile high. How Boy, at the beginning of the year, you had to be pretty excited to see Easton Stick and Jared Stidham in a big game late <laughs> in the year. I wouldn't watch this. If I was stuck on an island, it was all I had. Um, but I'm going to go with the Chargers. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. Broncos are five and a half point favorites. To me, that's that's steep for for Jared Stidham starting. Not that the they're Chargers hold, are worth. They're a holding damn. Kayla over the side of a cliff, and they're saying, "We're going to drop Kayla if you don't watch this Chargers Broncos game." You're looking over at her saying, you know uh, what, hon, we've, we've had a good run. It's, it's been, been a good it's run. Been, it's been a good run, but I, mean, I can't, can't do this. I can't. <laughs> I can't take my eyes bleeding one more time. Yeah, I'm going Chargers. I don't know why. This is just a- I am going, I'm going to go Denver. I, I think Denver, Jared Stidham, I don't think Stidham's bad. Now, I don't think Easton Stick is bad, but it, it, it's, I think both teams just really stink. And I got to just take the home team here. So give me the, give me the Broncos. Okay, for the final matchup, Sunday night football. Yeah, no Monday night game. Right. This, this is, is the, it. Uh, this is the big one, Tim. We have Huge. Zach's Packers traveling mm-hmm. to U.S. Bank Stadium to take on your Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, Vikings this is why we need the fence. For this point. game right here, we need that fence. Get that done. <laughs> get it done. Secure let's, the perimeter. Let's get the wall. Never mind. Build the wall. 
No. Build the wall. <laughs> and we'll get we'll get Iowa to pay for it. Uh, it'll be a very similar it'll be a similar idea. We'll no. get them to pay for it. We could get Packers owners to pay for it. Yes, that's that. what it is. We're gonna build the fence and make the Packers owners pay for it. <laughs> they'll go along Assessment. with it. Oh, they'll pay for it for they'll sure. They'll pay for it. Now we're not paying a dime, trust me. But vote for me though, because it's I'm you know anyway. All right, Vikings are two point favorites. I'll let you I'll let you take the reins on this one. What did you make of the Jair Alexander thing, by the way? So for those of you who don't know, Jair Alexander. So they introduced the three captains for the coin toss. The four, Jair Alexander's out there as a fourth. He wasn't introduced. He's not wearing the captains thing. He goes out there, does the coin toss, like says it, and then almost screws it up because he doesn't know the term defer. Apparently, doesn't understand how that works. First of all, there's no way he wasn't high at the end of the game. There's no way in the press conference when they interviewed him that he's not on like a 40 milligram edible right there. There's no way. Uh, but he's like, coach just didn't know that I was from Charlotte, but it, it was, I needed to do it. I needed to go out there and do it. I'm like, who gives a shit if you're from Charlotte? Like right. who, nobody cares. Right. Nobody. Do you think people were sitting there going, boy, I can't wait for Jair Alexander to come home to Charlotte. Nobody cares. And call the, call the coin flip. Yeah. You know, and it's like, and Matt LaFleur, good on him. You know, I know some people are getting angry online because they're like, you know, we need this game and we can't be doing this. Like, no, you got to draw a line in the sand and say, this is why Mike Tomlin is in trouble in Pittsburgh is because he let nonsense like this go. And what are rules and what are guidelines? If there are no rules and everything is bendable, then what are we even doing? Right. Hold the line. I love that LaFleur is doing this. I love it. I think, you know, it's a message that needs to be sent. Like, you don't just do what you want around here. Like, that's not how this works. And like, you almost screwed it up. You almost screwed up the coin toss for us because you're, you're selfish. Like I got to go out there and do my thing. Like nobody cares. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. So it's, you know, for him to do that, it was just an absolutely asinine thing. And I'm like, good on Matt LaFleur. Cause if he would have let that go unpunished or unredressed or anything, like to me, he looks weak. And it, it was it would be a clear message to the team, like, yeah, if you're a good player, you get to do what you want. And that gets you fired in this thing. That nothing gets coaches fired more than players who think they run the team. Yeah. Ask Aaron Rodgers. Ask Robert Sala about this. You, you, could you ask Robert Sala at the end of the year? Hey, all these letting Aaron Rodgers do everything, how'd that work out for you? Is that good? So give me uh what's the line again? Vikings are two point favorites. Vikings are two point favorites. First of all, did you like the Jair Alexander thing? Did you agree, or do you? What did you see? What you? Yeah, I think I, it's I think the funniest story I've ever seen. It's right. hilarious. You can't. You honestly can't make it up. Um, good on Matt Lafleur for sure. I agree with everything you said. I hate to agree with you because this is a this is a podcast we're supposed to argue and uh, and pound our fists, but can't do it in this situation. What an what an imbecile! I I'm not a Packers fan. That's that's well on record. I know. Um, alert the media. Um, and I tend to be very biased against their players. So this one's, this is just too easy for me to say, uh, what an imbecile. We, uh, did eliminate the Vikings though on Monday's pod in a split decision. Yeah. Um, so the fact that they're favorites, I can't get along. I can't, I can't do it. I think of all people called that after the Vikings lost, she said, Tim's going to have to eliminate the Vikings this week. And it came down to Vikings versus the Saints, but the, to me, the Saints have two ways in. Like, they could beat Tampa and still win the division, or they could get in as a wild card. The Vikings only have one way in, and they're game back. So, like, and I don't know if they're better than Green Bay, even without Jair Alexander. 
Like Jordan loves better than Nick Mullins. Mm-hmm. You know, I, Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon are better than Ty Chandler. Yep. So like, I, I think the Packers might be a better team right now than the Vikings. So I think the Packers win this game. Yeah, I'm with you. I agree. Although no receiver for the Packers is all that stellar, they have a lot of different names who can get open. They got um, guys I like, though. Like, I think Dobbs yeah. can be a good player for them. Well, then that's what I'm saying. They, they got guys who get open. It's It seems to be just a hodgepodge of guys in there. And against a Vikings secondary, I mean, you throw a Jair Alexander, sure, for the Packers, but the Vikings secondary is knocked. Um, <laughs> I won't uh, finish that, but they're they're banged up too. So I think they will struggle to cover um, these like six Packers wide receivers. And without and DJ tendency, Wanham, they may struggle yeah. to get at Jordan Love a whole lot. And the so. Hawkinson injury is a killer. It I mean, is. it's just to me, it's just a real killer. And um, you know, Joe Barry's de- Joe Barry's the worst defensive coordinator in football. And he's going to get fired into the sun at the end of the year. Um, but we have a tendency here in Minnesota of making really average defenses look like the 85 Bears. Yep. So I wouldn't be surprised if we do that again this time around and we have trouble moving the ball. So give me Green Bay. Same. Oh. So, yeah. Well, we were pretty, we were off, we were against each other early. I think we found ourselves agreeing a little too much late. Yeah, that's all right. That's okay. We can we'll make it a work. little help from our friends. Yeah, you know, You'll, what do you do? I don't know if I can host that again. I lost my voice. You okay? Yeah, I was going to say, that's a lot of talking for you. You did good, though. I'm proud oh, of you. Yeah, I'm proud of you. Go get some hot tea. <laughs> get him some tea. Get him some tea. Decaf. Yes, absolutely. He's got to be able to sleep tonight. Uh, Tyus, I enjoyed it, as always. It's always good to chat with you. Um, I look forward to our weekly conversations or as close to weekly as we can get. Now that we've got your technical stuff kind of figured out, I've enjoyed our time. It's good stuff. I have enjoyed it too, my friend. That's good stuff. Happy new year to you. Yeah. Happy new year to you. Enjoy yourself. uh, Stay out of trouble. Uh, if you want to listen to more of the podcast, again, go back to the archive and and keep listening again, support Allison, support peak cinema. We got more peak cinema cinema coming up this week as game night is the movie picked by Ryan, this week. So we'll talk about that. The Jason Bateman, Rachel McAdams film. Uh, we will get into that one from 2018. Got my opinions. We'll talk that. Uh, the football pod for Monday is up. Uh, we had the interview with Allison this week uh, where Allison's, I think going to be a regular. Uh, I think that's going to be really fun to get her on the pod a little more often and get her opinion. That's great. So we've got a lot coming on here to the podcast. We look forward to another year of doing this pod. It's been great. Uh, as we wind down the NFL season. So you can find us everywhere. Apple, po- Apple, uh, Spotify, Pandora, YouTube. You find it. That's where we are. So go ahead and take a look at us until next time. For Ty, this is Tim saying keep your head up, and we'll see you.